0: Hey, you're listening to The Quarry Podcast. Get ready to be encouraged and uplifted with us today. I guess I'm talking about the fear of stepping into your calling. Okay. And I didn't want to like stand up here and talk about myself the whole time, but my testimony is the best testimony to I have to give. So I'm going to talk about me. So, <laughs> so fun fact about me. Um, so. <laughs> Fun fact about me, I don't really get scared very easily. In the everyday things of life, I'm pretty even keeled. My mom laughs at me because it's like it's pretty hard to get me upset about something. Unless you're jumping out at me or like around a corner, Chloe knows. I'm very much on the fight side of fight or flight. I have punched <laughs> Chloe in the face before and I had to apologize. It was bad. But um, unless you're jumping out at me, it's really hard to make me scared. Or to shake me. Not very easily shaken. But um, there's one thing that terrifies me more than anything else on the planet. Can you guess what it is? Not public speaking. It's singing. Singing in front of people. Isaac knows. <laughs> um, so we had uh, tryouts for the praise team years ago. I chickened <laughs> I chickened out of tryouts twice, told Amzie I would show up, straight up just didn't appear. Like, did not go, didn't show up. Um, And then finally I was like, I kept being like, okay, I know I'm supposed to do this. And so I asked Amzie, like, you know, what can I do? And he said, send me a video. It took me like a month to record that video. And I still was like going to like send it and my hand was shaking. I'm like, you can do it. But... (laughs) but um, so it took me long enough, but I finally got on the stage, and then as soon as I first got up there, I'm like, why did I do this? I can't do this, and I would stand up there, and I would be shaking, and I literally remember my knees knocking together at one point. I'm like, this is horrible. What are you doing to yourself? This is the worst, but you know, I knew one year at camp that God spoke to me and said, you're supposed to be on that stage. You're supposed to sing, and Of course I said, no, (laughs) you've got the wrong girl. This is not, no, but you know, he was right. And, um, I actually, (laughs) I've never told AMC this. I typed out a text message to resign the praise team and I kept it in my notes for two months and every, like almost every day I would put it in the text bubble and I would go to press send and the Holy Ghost would say, "Mm -mm, didn't tell you to do that. Don't send it. And I would delete it, and then the next day I'd be like, I'm going to do it. Holy Ghost say, "Mm mm-mm, don't do that. But that's how scared I was. I was like, I I just can't do it. And I'm, you know, I would stand in the bathroom and stand there and be like, am I going to throw up? Because I thought I was going to throw up. And my face gets red when I'm nervous. I know my face is red right now, but I would wear so much makeup to cover up my face. (laughs) Because it's just like, it's bad. But (laughs) it's bad. But I think that is kind of true of a lot of us. Maybe you're not as dramatic as I am when it comes to singing. But, you know, I think a lot of us, were standing there looking at our calling. We know what we're supposed to do. We know what the next step is. But it's like, I can't do it. I just can't do it. I'm too scared. And as I get older, it's becoming more and more true to me that the devil's going to do literally anything he can to make me scared of what I'm supposed to do or to... You go you know, get me off track. But for me it was he's just trying to make me scared. I don't know why that's what gets me, but he just throw fear at me. Yeah. And thankfully I've recognized that. But um you know, that's literally his one goal. Yeah. Like that's his goal in life. Because one step closer to my calling is one step closer to him being defeated. He's already defeated, but for some reason he thinks he's not. Yeah. But you know, one step closer in what I'm supposed to do yes. is one step closer. his demise I guess but you know looking back I realized I was like trying to think about what to talk about man I've only been talking for five minutes okay (laughs) I was thinking about when I was your age like what which I'm not that far away from most of you some of you are like 12 so maybe but (laughs) but you know what was relevant when I was your age and you know God was really dealing with me about my calling when I was in middle school and high school, and, you know, and also, yeah, you know, I was thinking, like, what is God talking to me about now? And he's, you know, always working on me about my calling. Yeah. But, you know, I didn't realize it then completely, but when I was, like, 16, 17, 18, the devil was just, like, coming at me from all directions. And I didn't even see it. I was just like, yeah, life is great. It's whatever. Right. But, you know, I looking back at it now, I'm so glad that I had people praying for me. Because I was in la-la land. I did not even see that. Right, right. I wasn't there. But, you know, at your age now, he's trying to attack you already. Yeah. Especially all of you here tonight. I know you're all gifted and you all have a calling. And you're all in the right place. So he's going to be coming after you because he knows, oh, oh, they took a step further to what they're supposed to be doing. True, yeah. on, um, let me flip this over. <laughs> And, you know, this year, too, has provided us a lot of opportunities to be in fear. I mean, we literally lived through a a global pandemic, you know, a virus that was killing people. And then, you know, we were literally locked in our houses, isolated, and I'm not going to lie, I slipped during uh, lockdown. It was like, as far as my faith walk goes, it just kind of slipped. And it was, I realized it's because I wasn't with my friends. I didn't have people keeping me accountable. I, you know, I fell off the wagon and... It was like the days started to blend together, and I was like, have I read my Bible? Nope. (laughs) How long ago was that? Today is Monday. Oh, my gosh. But, you know, (laughs) sheesh. Sheesh. Um, You know, stepping into your calling seems scary. It shouldn't be. And I find myself a lot going, like asking myself, what are you so afraid of? But it's more like, what are you so afraid of? Because it's like, I know the scriptures. I don't need to be scared. I know this. I know there's nothing to be, you know, I know the scriptures. There's no fear associated with it. If you're in faith about it, there's no fear associated with it. But, you know, I was just not in faith. And I have, I'm already to my points. Oh, my goodness. I have three points. And it's really, it's three steps to combat fear. And the first one is stop talking about it. And you know when you have a friend and they like someone and they, like, just won't stop talking about it. It's like, we get it. He's hot. Like, shut up. And it's like they just go on and on and on. Well, you know why they're talking about him? They're thinking about it. That's all they're thinking about. So, you know, you're talking about what you're thinking about. I happen to talk too much very often. So, I mean, everything I'm thinking, it, I'm probably telling you. And, you know, <laughs> That's why I'm a good hairdresser. I just talk and talk and talk. But you know, it's the same with fear. If you're talking about everything, I mean, you're thinking about it, you're talking about it, you're speaking that fear into existence, you know, words are active, they have power. If you're, you know, you you have to deal with your thought life, but if you're speaking it, you're speaking it into existence and therefore you're activating it. Pretty soon, you know, it consumes every part of your life, really. Yeah. I mean, and I know I have fallen into that before. That's why I was so scared to get up there and sing because I was constantly telling my mom, I can't do this. I really can't do this. I can't get up there. And I would be standing in the black room before we were coming out and I would just look at Shavulin and be like, I can't do it. I can't do it. And it's like, you know, it was, I was speaking those words out, I was activating it. And, you know, that's the wrong thing to be doing. But, you know, the more you talk about it, the bigger the problem gets. And I saw this quote by Josh Pancher, and it says, what you magnify in your life will become the biggest thing in your life. Check your mouth. I love that. Check your mouth. What's in your mouth? What are you saying? Because it's going to grow. It does, always. My second one, which ties into the first point, is change your confession. It's not enough to just stop talking about it because silence is almost just as bad. Because you're kind of allowing that space for the devil to throw thoughts at you. And then you're battling it in your thought life. Take a breath. (laughs) When you're silent, you know, you're allowing thoughts to stir up and that fear to get stirred up. And I figured that out pretty quickly because I would be like, okay, I'm not going to talk about it. But then I would be sitting there and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so scared. And, you know, you're you're still dealing with the thoughts. So... Instead of thinking about it, change your confession. What are you saying about it? In Proverbs eighteen twenty-one, in the Passion, it says, Your words are so powerful they will kill or give life. The talkative person will reap the consequences. The Bible says words can literally kill or give life. You know, that's why doctor talks to us about our confession so much. Because if you're constantly saying, I'm sick, I'm, you're going to be sick. You're probably going to die early, you know. Words are so powerful. They're active. They literally can give life. And, uh, you know, start speaking things over yourself. Like, what are, you, what are you believing for? Or, you know, what is the opposite of that negative thing you're thinking? You know, start saying, I am spirit-led. I know my Father's voice. I'm walking in the fullness of my calling. I'm bold. I am healed. Are you sick? Do you want to be healed? Start speaking what you're believing to see because your words are active but you determine the negative or positive outcome. My third point is know what you've been promised. So I'm going to read a verse. I'm kind of going to only highlight a little part. You don't have to put it up, Leslie. Um, Jeremiah, it's 29, somewhere in the middle. It's the message, so I'm not really sure what part of this verse it is. But the part I'm going to highlight says... I will show up, and I'll take care of you. Yeah. As I promised, I now will bring you back home. I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned. Right. Plans yeah. to take care of you, yeah. not to abandon you. Plans to give you a future to hope yeah. for. Yeah. Really We've been promised that. Yeah. God's got it, you know. <laughs> you know, there's that quote, like, God's got it. And you see it everywhere, but it's so true. He's got it. Right. And, you know, it's so funny to me because I will catch myself worrying about stuff, and then I'm like, why am I worried? You know, I, this is literally not in the realm of things that I need to think about. It's not my problem. It's God's. But he, he has a plan to take care of you, not to abandon you, to give you a future to hope for. There's a future you're calling. There is a future that he has set out for you to hope for and to believe for. It's a positive outcome. That's what I kept having to tell myself. It's a positive outcome. You've already been promised that. Why are you worried? You know, I realized, I kept telling myself this, you don't have to worry about anything because you've literally been promised everything. Everything has already been promised to you. You just have to take a hold of it. In Romans 8, 38 through 39, in the Passion, I'm also going to take a little excerpt out of this. I'm going to start here. It says, I'm convinced that his love will triumph over death, life's troubles, fallen angels, or dark rulers in the heavens. There's nothing in our present or our future circumstances that can weaken his love. There is no power above us or beneath us, no power that could ever be found in the universe that can distance us from God's passionate love. So this is literally saying there's nothing in heaven or hell That can separate you. There's nothing that can get to you. You've already been promised this. You've already, you know, He's already said, Hey, I got it. Don't worry about it. But that's so ridiculous that we would worry about it because He already told us, You got it. I I got it. Don't worry. But then here again, here I am thinking about all these things in life. He's got it. Why am I worried? And that's why I'm always like, what are you so afraid of? What is your problem? Get it together, woman. Like, what is your deal? You have already been promised everything. You have nothing to worry about. And, you know, I'm not perfect at any of this. I'm preaching it because I am still working on it, you know. And I've been working on this since I joined the praise team when I was 16, I think. And I'm 21 right now. So I have been working on this for a while. And... You know, I'm not perfect, but this is what keeps me on track. And I'm constantly coming back to this. I have it written down in my planner. Madeline, stop talking about it. Madeline, change your confession. What are you saying? Madeline, what have you been promised? And I'll ask myself that. I'll be driving in the car or whatever. Madeline, what have you been promised? And I'll just start listing the things that I have been promised. And a little tidbit of information, say it out loud. I said earlier, words are active. Say it. I have been promised, da-da-da. Yeah. I have been promised, da-da-da. Yeah. I am, da-da-da. Yeah. Because your words are active. By you vocalizing, you're activating it. Yeah, that's good. You're right. And, you know, I I know all of you are called. And, you know, someday this church is going to grow. And, you know, we're going to need everybody. As a whole, we need everybody. We need everybody's calling. So I want all of you to grow and flourish in your callings I'm excited to watch that I it's funny some of you I remember when you were in preschool now which is weird and I literally the other day was talking to somebody I'm like wow that was 10 years ago oh that was 10 years ago I was 12 10 years ago okay well all right <laughs> but it's like you know I, I'm so excited to watch all of you step into your callings and some of you already are but you know as you step further into it the devil's going to attack you even more and, you know, I don't want to confess anything bad over you, but you need to be ready because, you know, your calling is powerful. It is literally the most key thing in your life. It's what you were built for. So you need to be aware. You need to be ready. And, you know, some of you, you might already be dealing with this, but, you know, this is what works for me. This is how I get through every day, you know. Um You know, you're vital to us. We love you. We need you. But, um, oh man, 16 minutes. All right. (laughs) Anyways, so that is all I have to say. I love you guys so much. You're amazing. And um, do you want me to pray, Morgan? Thanks for listening to this message. To learn more about what's happening at The Quarry, check us out on social media.